Are you in a state of recovery? Do you want more clarity and direction? Have you built your foundation and wonder what lies beyond recovery? Do you want to discover what you are truly capable of? And are you ready to discover your purpose, learn to overcome your limiting beliefs, and change your mindset? Are you ready to discover the key to living a purpose-driven life? When we recover, we are returning to a normal state of health, mind, and strength. We begin the process of regaining control over something that was lost, but our journey doesn't have to stop there. This is the Road Beyond Recovery podcast. After overcoming my own 20-year battle of addiction to drugs and alcohol, I have now dedicated my life to empowering those in recovery to rewire their brain so they can change their story and enhance their recovery even further. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Road Beyond Recovery podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's kick it off with a little bit of gratitude. I would have to say that today I am grateful to have this podcast, to have a platform in which I get to share my journey I get to have amazing guests on the show who share their journey and inspire others as well. And it's just an incredible platform. It has really opened up my world. It has introduced me to some amazing human beings and that I can now call my friends. And so, you know, if you're out there and you're thinking that maybe you'd like to start a podcast one day, I would say go for it. Because I just, you know, when I started listening to them back in 2019, I never realized that it was like a little mini education and it was super simple and it's super fun. So that is what I appreciate today. That is what I am grateful for. And, you know, a big part of the show is to help people rewire their brain so they can change their story and enhance their recovery. And like I've talked about on previous episodes, mindset is a big part of that change, right? We have to have the right mindset. Mindset is everything. And so if you want a free mindset audit session, you can head on over to my website at www.theroadforward.ca slash mindset audit and book your free session today. It can give you some more clarity. We can talk about those roadblocks, how to overcome them, how to do some belief revision so that you can start believing in your ability to create a life so good for yourself that you never want to go back to your old way of living. I hope to see you on the call. So let's talk about a little bit of self-awareness and self-discovery because I've had a lot of that over the last 10 years and I think it really started when I got sober, you know, being able to see just how unmanageable my life was and what a shit show I have created or had created, to put it nicely. And, you know, getting drunk was just a part of life for me. Weekend house parties, that was a normal weekend activity. Coming home from work and, you know, grabbing a beer or pouring myself a vodka. I mean, that was the norm. That was how I lived. That was how I coped with everything. 
you know, it's how I drowned my sorrows and it's how I had fun going to the movies with a flask of vodka. That was pretty common too. And, you know, I could honestly probably rewatch most of the movies that I watched prior to becoming sober and they would be like brand new movies for me. So that was just a self realization as well that I have now opened up a world of movies that I can indulge in uh, that I've probably watched but don't remember so that's pretty cool too but you know that initial self-awareness was just okay I do have a problem with alcohol drugs and any mind-altering substance I needed to be aware of that because when we become aware of things then we know what we need to change right I think it's when we Uh, don't want to look at things. We don't want to know the truth about ourselves where we just kind of suppress it. We leave it in the back burner and we only start to deal with things the more painful they get. And unfortunately for me, when it came to drinking, that's exactly what happened. I had hit my bottom before I really wanted to look at that, right? And I, I believe that there's probably so many people out there struggling because this is the norm they've created for themselves, right? They just, these are the behaviors. These are the actions they commonly do. They might not be happy with it, but it's almost as though we get comfortable sitting in discomfort, right? And sometimes it has to get incredibly uncomfortable and unmanageable for us to want to make some positive changes. The other area that I had to become more aware of when I got sober was that I had control over the life I had created for myself, right? I I couldn't blame anyone, and I did. I spent a lot of time feeling unlucky, unfortunate, envious of all those people who were living amazing lives for themselves, and here was poor little old me just getting by, financially bankrupt, overweight, sitting in my pity pot, right? And I was the one to blame for that, so... When I came to that realization that, hey, you know what? I could have took a different turn a lot sooner. I, I, I knew I had to change. And then there came the complacency, right? I've talked about this before many times on the show. In around my fifth, fifth or sixth year of recovery, I really thought I had this thing beat, right? I thought I could just kind of lean back a little bit, take a break, not do all the things that got me sober in the first place. And what I very, very quickly realized was that when we stop doing the basics, right? When we stop to and stop continuing to solidify our foundation and recovery, it can slip away. And I got to a place in my life where I had gained so much back, right? As a result of the work that I had done, But I wasn't excited to wake up every day, right? The depression started to come back. My thoughts started to focus on the things that I didn't want as opposed to the things I did want. And I became anxious again. I started acting out at work. My emotional intelligence was definitely not high at that point in my life. And so I became more aware of the things again that I wasn't doing that I did in early recovery that I needed to start picking up again. Part of that was my morning routine, right? My prayer and meditation. I had kind of let go of that. I'd let a lot of things slide. I wasn't going to meetings as much anymore. You know, I was 
engaged um, with other fellowship. I was working the 12 steps continuously, but there were just some missing parts on there. And that allowed me to become a lot more self-aware of those things that I had to do daily to make sure that my mental state and my spiritual state um, stayed consistent. I believe that when I hit that, you know, complacency bottom, I would say, where the, the part where things started to get uncomfortable again and really uncomfortable, that was when I set out on this journey to discover my purpose, right? Because for so long, I let my past basically dictate what I took on in my life. It was, it became an excuse, right? It was something that I thought, well, this is a negative experience. Who's going to ever take me seriously? I just got to stick to what I'm good at right now. And eventually I'm just going to be okay, right? I always had that. I should just be grateful for what I have. And I was grateful, but I think it wasn't until I actually started looking into discovering my purpose that things really started to change. And there's a concept that I talk about called ikigai, which is a Japanese concept, and it means our reason for being or the reason we wake up in the morning. And, you know, if you're struggling right now, ask yourself these four questions. You know, what do you love? What are you good at? Uh, what does the world need more of? And what is your calling? Right? Answer those four questions and put them together. See what you come up with. And for me, when I did that exercise for the first time, I realized that I loved holding people accountable, right? I loved helping people get sober. So what could I do as a career, something different, right? I love training people. I loved working with people. And so that's when I decided to become a coach. And I just started to try things. And trust me, not everything that I tried early on uh, ended up manifesting. Some of it I failed miserably at, but then I learned what not to do. Right. And so really setting out on that journey and learning that being more open about my story and being more vulnerable was not a bad thing. It did not show weakness. Right. I because there's a stigma with addiction, which I've talked about many times, I was always afraid to share it as openly. Right. And basically that recovering out loud, I thought, should I do this? Is it going to ruin my career? But I've realized it's a complete opposite, right? When I started being open and honest, I mean, let's be honest, at the end of the day, I would rather share my story and have somebody who doesn't understand stop listening to my podcast or unfollow me on social media than risk, you know, not sharing it and maybe impacting the lives of a handful of people that hear my story and they want to get help too, right? So that's why I've chosen to be more honest because the people who don't want to listen, that's okay. It doesn't matter, right? I want to attract the people who do want to listen, the people who do want to get help, the people who do want to enhance their recovery. So through this transformation and through going through coaching programs, becoming a performance consultant, and then becoming a neurochange method practitioner, which is really focusing on the neuroscience of change, which I believe for myself personally has been a big factor in, you know, my own relapse prevention, you know, creating a life so good for myself that I never want to go back. I started to become very aware of my thoughts and how powerful they were. And this is what triggered me to dig into neuroscience a little bit more. When I spent time thinking about the things that I didn't want, 
or I would complain or vent, I got more of that. That's what I attracted. And when I shifted and started to think about what I wanted to attract in my life, I started to manifest those things. And, you know, I'm reading a great book right now by Caroline Leaf. I believe it's called Switch Your Brain. And it actually, you know, it it compares science and parts of the Bible. So I find it incredibly fascinating because I'm on the spiritual journey as well. Um, You know, but I believe there's a statistic in there that shared something like 75 to 98% of all physical and mental illnesses, right, can be impacted by our thinking. So if you think about that for a minute, what do you spend your time thinking about, right? I became very self-aware of what I was thinking about when those voices started going again in my head. I became a lot more aware of them, right? Because I knew how impactful my thoughts were. So, you know, just recently, this is in my ninth year of recovery, I started working the 12 steps of codependency. And this was incredibly eye-opening. I knew that I had some codependency for sure, but I didn't realize how much, right? And I realized that I was powerless over the behaviors of others. And if I tried to control things or the behaviors of others, then my life would become unmanageable. I would become emotional, right? And I used to joke around in early recovery that I was the general manager of the universe, and that's an exhausting role. And nobody needs to be the general manager of the universe. And when I try to take the wheel back in life, right? <laughs> Things don't always work out as planned when I want it my way. And and having that self-awareness, you know, so when I work on my spiritual life and I need to make a decision, oftentimes I'll go inside now. You know, we all have that voice that will tell us, mm, I don't think you should be doing that, you know, or when something feels right and something aligns with our purpose, and it just, it it happens naturally. Everything flows, right? We get into that state of flow. And so I have become more aware and in tune with my body and how I react to things. Because chances are, if I make a decision that's probably not the best decision, I'm going to feel that internally, right? So being more emotionally aware, and that's something in, in the course that I teach the neurochange method, we talk about that emotional intelligence and emotional awareness and how you can start to become emotionally aware and take that pause before you react and or respond, I should say. Um, so letting go of that reaction, that quick to jump in and want to defend ourselves. Um, you know, that's something that I've really been working on. And so, you know, when I am not having a need met. This is also one of my realizations and self-discoveries is that it's usually an emotional need. I will tend to do the triangulation thing, right? If you've heard of the triangulation and codependency, you have the, you know, the, uh, the culprit, um, the victim, right? Which is me. And then you have the caretaker, right? The savior. And So when an emotional need isn't being met of mine, and this started young with my parents, I will tend to go to somebody who's a caretaker, right? Who's going to swoop in, help me clean stuff up, right? And then all of a sudden I realize, whoa, okay, I just need the support, 
right? Because I know what's gotten me to this point and that is not what it is. But I need to learn that when an emotional need isn't being met, I have to find my voice, right? And that's something I've also become incredibly aware of doing the steps in codependency is finding that voice and being able to share when things aren't right, right? Being able to call somebody out on something that isn't right. Because oftentimes, for me, I don't like conflict, right? And so sometimes I'll keep my mouth shut and I need to learn how to have a voice when I need to. And sometimes that's also learning when to not let other people steal my joy. When other people's behavior is not my problem. It's not something that I can worry about. And so I found that these these set of steps have been incredibly eye-opening. So if you're in recovery, I strongly recommend to go through these. And, you know, um, just, just an amazing journey, that's for sure. And the last part of self-awareness that I want to talk about quickly is I think I've spent so much time in my life labeling things as good or bad. And my intuitive healer that I'm working with right now, Scott Clover, he was a guest on the show. We're going to have him back on the show. Um, So make sure you go check him out. But we talked about those experiences that feel uncomfortable, right? And I think I labeled one as icky one time. And he said, why don't you label it as new? right? Because oftentimes when we're going through something and it's not familiar with us, it doesn't always feel good, right? Because we don't know how to handle it. We've never had this experience. It's something that we're learning. And so to be able to stop labeling food, emotions, feelings, experiences as good or as good or bad has been very insightful. It just is, right? Being angry is not a negative. It's not a bad emotion. That's how we label things. And so to be able to stop labeling things and just saying, I'm angry right now. I have a right to be angry. That's okay, right? It's how I respond to a situation that's going to matter. But, um, you know, if you're labeling things as good or bad, stop. <laughs> it's hard sometimes. I still catch myself doing it when it comes to food. But food is food, right? Some is healthy. Some is not so healthy for you. But, uh, you know, even when we're going through an experience um, the reality is, is our experiences are experience and we have to embrace them. And there's consequences either way, right? Either positive or negative. And I think that's just a better guide of the direction that we need to go in, right? That can be our inner voice telling us if we're heading in the right direction or not. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. A lot of self-awareness, a lot of self-discovery this past year, and I'm grateful for it. You know, I'm Uh, It feels uncomfortable when you come to that realization that there's so much more that you need to work on. I think I've shared before, like that onion that I was starting to peel away in my alcohol and drug recovery all of a sudden got a lot bigger when I started working on codependency. But that's an amazing thing, right? That's just more that I get to overcome, more that I get to feel good about overcoming. And it just allows me to become more resilient overall. So if you're struggling right now with your mindset, you want to talk about maybe some of the roadblocks that you're facing right now that you're having a hard time overcoming, you want some more clarity and direction, you want to work on your belief system, book a free mindset audit session with me. They're 30 minutes. You can head over to my website at www.theroadforward.ca slash mindset audit 
The link is also in the show notes. And guys, my mission here is to really help those in recovery overcome their limiting beliefs so they can create a life so good for themselves. So if you know someone who needs a bit of that, make sure you share out the show. Do a rate and review because that always helps get the show out to more people. And I will see you next time. I have had the privilege to walk alongside of many people who have built their foundation and further enhanced their recovery. But unfortunately, there are still so many people who are still suffering that need our help. The Road Beyond Recovery podcast is a proud sponsor of Touched by Addiction. Addiction thrives in isolation and darkness. Darkness cannot exist in the presence of light. So if you or someone you know has been affected by addiction, there is help. At Touched by Addiction, we are dedicated to exposing addiction and ending the plague. Be that beacon of hope and light that so many desperately need. Each t-shirt or sweater you buy helps to get a struggling addict off the streets and into a year-long addiction treatment program. If you want to support the movement, go to www.touchedbyaddiction.com.